If you're anything like me, the thought of slaving away in the kitchen for hours after a hectic day is a little less than appealing. But what if I told you that I've got a little something to make your weekday anti-inflammatory eating a breeze? Introducing my free checklist, the must-have kitchen staples for effortless anti-inflammatory dinners. This is your ticket to stress-free weekday dinners and consistent success in the kitchen. Imagine not having to deal with last-minute grocery store runs or staring at your pantry in exhaustion. Imagine coming home from a demanding day, effortlessly whipping up an anti-inflammatory meal, and still having time to unwind, relax, and catch up on your favorite shows. All you have to do is head over to betterwithcarbo.com forward slash checklist and claim your free copy of this invaluable resource. Let this checklist be your guide to transform your kitchen into a haven of effortless anti-inflammatory cooking and well-balanced meals. Get ready for a life where weekday anti-inflammatory eating is not just easier, but it's downright delightful. Your journey to a healthier, more vibrant you starts right now. Conventionally raised foods, which are cheaper, are still incredibly nutritious and offer numerous anti-inflammatory health advantages. Non-organic fruits and vegetables are still packed with anti-inflammatory vitamins, minerals, phytonutrients, antioxidants, and eating non-organic produce is better than eating no produce at all. I'm Chrissy Carbo, registered dietitian and host of the Inflamed in the Brain podcast. Here we cut through the confusion and complexity of inflammatory health to deliver straightforward, bite-sized strategies and information you can easily apply to your life. Not too long ago, I was lost in a sea of information, overwhelmed by the challenges of inflammation. But through years of trial, education, and self-discovery, I learned to break free from the chaos of fad diets and cultivate a practical anti-inflammatory lifestyle that not only helped me stabilize my own diagnosis, but thrive with it. Whether you're an autoimmune warrior or simply seeking a healthier, uncomplicated life, you found your tribe. Join me as we explore realistic strategies that can make a profound difference in your life. So if you're ready to embrace a simpler, healthier way of living, you're in the right place, my friend. Let's dive in, learn, and grow together. Welcome to the Inflamed in the Brain podcast. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Inflamed in the Brain podcast. I'm Chrissy, your host and friendly neighborhood dietitian. And today we're going to talk about a topic that's really important to me, and that's all about the commonly believed misconceptions and flat out lies about anti-inflammatory eating. I call them lies because that's literally what they are. And this topic is really important because I believed these misconceptions for a really long time, and it made the beginning of my anti-inflammatory journey unnecessarily difficult. And I don't want that to happen to you. You know, there's a lot of confusion out there about what it truly means to live an anti-inflammatory lifestyle. And these misconceptions can really hold us back from making the progress that we'd like to see in managing our health. So today I want to address three common lies, myths, misconceptions, whatever you want to call them, that I usually hear people speak about. And I genuinely believe that once we debunk these myths together, you'll be well on your way to achieving long-term success, not only in managing your health, but also in fostering a better relationship with food, which is pivotal for maintaining long-term success. So grab your cup of coffee and let's get right into it. The very first lie that I want to put to rest is the belief that adopting an anti-inflammatory diet means you need to break the bank and spend lots of money on pricey food. What makes food really expensive? Like, let's talk about it. 
Well, for one, if the food is super scarce or it's out of season and it's a pain in the ass to grow or harvest, it'll be more expensive. Like berries in the middle of winter, crazy expensive. Actual vanilla bean, super expensive. But sometimes we like to splurge on that stuff because we want it and that's fine. But typically, when I hear people talking about how eating healthy is really expensive, they're usually referring to stuff that's labeled organic or pasture-raised, wild-caught, and the like. Now, it is true, and it's also kind of unfortunate, that these foods tend to be more expensive because they're grown in a way that's better for the environment, better for the animal if it's an animal product, and yes, better for us. It is true that organic, wild-caught, pasture-raised types of food are beneficial for our health. However, the bigger truth here is that these foods are not required for anti-inflammatory eating. Again, these foods are not required for anti-inflammatory eating. The focus when you're adopting a more anti-inflammatory diet is in incorporating more whole foods. That is what truly matters. And I'm not talking about the supermarket. When I talk about whole foods, I'm talking about foods that are in their most natural form. Now, don't get me wrong. If you can afford it, if the budget allows, and you can incorporate more organic produce and high-quality protein sources, that's awesome. Like I said, these foods can offer additional health benefits while helping you avoid inflammatory triggers. For example, produce that's been grown without the use of pesticides and herbicides can reduce your exposure to inflammatory toxins. And then eating pasture-raised meat and beef can increase your intake of anti-inflammatory omega-3 fatty acids while avoiding more omega-6 pro-inflammatory fatty acids. But here's a major takeaway here. Conventionally raised foods, which are cheaper, are still incredibly nutritious and offer numerous anti-inflammatory health advantages. Non-organic fruits and vegetables are still packed with anti-inflammatory vitamins, minerals, phytonutrients, antioxidants, and eating non-organic produce is better than eating no produce at all. The same thing can be said for organic foods out there too. Just because it's labeled organic doesn't necessarily mean that it's better for your health. There are some organic foods that are incredibly high in inflammatory fats and sugars. Now, if you ask me, you're better off eating an organic piece of fruit or vegetable than a organic piece of crap. Now, if you are interested in incorporating higher quality foods into your diet without emptying your wallet, one resource that you can check out is the Environmental Working Group. They curate a dirty dozen and a clean 15 list. They update it annually. And the purpose is meant to help you make more informed choices about your produce. The lists reveal which foods are perfectly fine to buy conventionally grown, so non-organic, and which foods are worth the organic investment. These rankings are based on thorough testing that analyzes the levels of pesticides remaining on the produce after they've been washed and prepared. So the Dirty Dozen list is the list of the top 12 foods that you should be buying organic because of the higher pesticide residue. And then the Clean 15 highlights the top 15 foods that are generally safe to buy conventionally. You can find this list on ewg.org, and I'll also include the link in my show notes, so after you're done listening, you can just scroll down and click on the link. So to sum it up, while it is great to buy organic options whenever you can, whenever the budget allows, the price tag shouldn't prevent you from embracing an anti-inflammatory lifestyle. The point here is to incorporate more whole foods into your daily eating habits. And again, I am not talking about the supermarket whole foods. I'm talking about foods that are closest to their natural form. 
And this kind of leads me into the next myth, which might be my favorite, which is all processed foods are inflammatory. And I get how this may sound a bit flip-floppy, right? First, I'm telling you that the best thing to do is to eat foods in their most natural form, which means that they've been minimally processed. And now I'm saying that processed foods may not be so inflammatory. As with all things nutrition, there are nuances here. So let's talk about it. Back when I was diagnosed with MS, I decided to dive headfirst into this whole anti-inflammatory thing, and maybe I went a little bit overboard. And by maybe, I mean I totally went overboard. I literally tried to make everything from scratch. Sauces, dressings, pasta, cereal, mayonnaise, you name it. I was on a mission to make everything at home so that I can control what was going into it. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm all for cooking at home and taking control of what goes into your food. But let me tell you, this level of commitment was driving me insane. I'd spend hours in the kitchen trying to make one simple meal. And I was super dedicated to sticking to this because I had this gnawing fear that if I didn't make everything from scratch, if I didn't make everything at home, I might accidentally eat something that would set off inflammation in my body and make my diagnosis and my symptoms worse. It was a real fear, and it pushed me to meticulously craft every single dish. I also felt really guilty. Like, if I brought anything from the store that was packaged or bottled or canned or whatever, in my head, I thought that these were bad foods. So I told myself that if I ate any of these packaged foods, that I would set off inflammation. I couldn't take any shortcuts because if I did, I wasn't doing what I could do to support my health. But as time went by and the stress started to really wear me down, I was realizing that this wasn't sustainable in the long term. And I decided that it was time to find a more practical approach to my everyday cooking. Basically, what I'm saying is I needed to find and create my own shortcuts. So I did a little digging and I explored different food products and brands and I became quite the pro at scanning the ingredients list. Eventually, I found plenty of pre-made and packaged foods that not only steered clear of those inflammatory ingredients, but some of these brands actually do a good job in incorporating some anti-inflammatory goodness. And I get how overwhelming it can be when you're trying to eat healthier and fight inflammation. You probably heard the advice that you should make everything from scratch and avoid everything that comes with a barcode. But let's be real. Life is hectic. And spending endless hours in the kitchen on top of working a full-time job, on top of maintaining your relationships and being engaged with your family, it's just not realistic for us to spend hours in the kitchen making everything from scratch. It's just not practical. And don't get me wrong, if you're into it and you have the time and the energy, it is really fun to make foods from home. But the bottom line here is that it is perfectly fine to bring in some pre-made and packaged foods to your kitchen and your everyday cooking. You don't have to be this culinary wizard every single day in order to make anti-inflammatory living a possibility for you. The trick here is to be a savvy shopper. Take a moment, read the ingredients list before you toss something into your cart. Make sure that it's free from the big inflammatory triggers like hydrogenated oils, high fructose corn syrup, just to name a few. And then if it passes your clean ingredients test, then consider it time-saving, stress-busting, and add it to your cooking routine. Trust me, it'll make your journey to better health a whole lot smoother. So I think I might have lied when I said that the last myth that we debunked was my favorite to debunk, because I think this next one is actually my all-time favorite. 
The last myth or lie that we're going to debunk is the belief that you can never enjoy your favorite foods again when you're on an anti-inflammatory diet. It is pretty surprising how many people get caught up in this lie. The truth is, anti-inflammatory living doesn't mean you have to say goodbye to your favorite foods forever. Finding success in anti-inflammatory eating isn't about living in a state of constant denial or restriction or feeling like everything that tastes good is off limits. Finding success in anti-inflammatory eating isn't about living in a state of constant denial or restriction or feeling like everything that tastes good is off limits. In fact, when you start thinking of food in this way, it can actually create more stress and anxiety, which isn't helpful for your anti-inflammatory efforts in the long run either. Think about it for a second. What happened the last time that you told yourself that you're never eating this food ever again? You end up craving it even more. And then sometimes when you're finally presented with an opportunity to eat that food, it's almost like you zone out and you go completely overboard and you go on a crazy binge and then you feel incredibly guilty afterwards. It's like a wild seesaw swinging back and forth between two extremes and neither extreme is good for your well-being in the long term. Here's the key, my friend. It's all about finding balance. It is possible to enjoy your favorite foods even when it's not the poster child for anti-inflammatory health. You have to find smart ways to fit these foods into your overall anti-inflammatory eating plan. Instead of asking yourself what has to be removed from your plate, ask yourself, how can I incorporate this food into my diet in a way that serves my health while bringing me joy? Because honestly, food should always serve both purposes. If all we needed in order to be successful in eating a more healthy diet was to know that this particular food is healthy for us, then we'd all be free of disease and health issues. But the thing is, is if the food doesn't taste good and the food doesn't bring you joy, but it is healthy for you, nine times out of 10, that healthy food is not going to be a staple in your house. I also want you to understand that the more your diet shifts towards being one that's anti-inflammatory most of the time, your body can tolerate these inflammatory indulgences here and there. For example, if you love pasta, how can you create a pasta dish that integrates protein, healthy fats to stabilize your blood sugar, and then what kind of vegetables can you add for more antioxidants and fiber? The point that I want to drive home here is that your meal should always be a blend that both nourishes you and also pleases your taste buds. The secret sauce is making your favorite dishes even better, not giving them up entirely. So by making sure that your favorite meals include a mix of carbs, fats, proteins, and a color, so a fruit or a vegetable, you're crafting meals that cater both to your happiness and your health. And that, my friend, is what I mean by balance. So that is a wrap for today's episode. I hope that this has helped you shed some light on the fact that living an anti-inflammatory life is not only achievable, but it's also very, very practical. When I got my MS diagnosis, I fell for all of these lies. And trust me, like I said, it made my health journey feel like an uphill battle. I remember eating the same bland foods every day, spending what felt like endless hours in the kitchen, making everything from scratch. And honestly, I was spending so much money on organic items just because they were labeled as organic. And let me tell you, after years of digging into the research and dealing with my own health challenges, I can confidently say that this doesn't have to be the way. You don't need to break the bank on expensive superfoods. You don't need to kiss your favorite foods goodbye. And yes, you can still enjoy the convenience of some packaged goods while embracing anti-inflammatory eating. 
And I also want to acknowledge the guilt that comes with taking shortcuts. It's a real feeling. You feel like if you find an easy route or if anything just feels easy for you, that this must be bad. Diet culture has ingrained in our brains that convenient foods and packaged foods are what causes disease. But I'm telling you, this is an overgeneralization of convenience food that is just plain wrong. You have to recognize that convenience foods and shortcuts are necessary for us. I want you to take shortcuts. We need shortcuts. We need things to be convenient in order to find success in our health efforts. You just have to be smart about it. The path to better health is much more accessible than you might have thought. Remember, it's about making informed choices, being mindful about what you put on your plate, and finding that sweet spot between health and happiness because it does exist. So my friends, take this with you and remember that your journey to a healthier, more vibrant you is well within reach. You totally got this. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with a friend, leave a review, and subscribe so you don't miss any of our future episodes. And don't forget to check out the show notes for the resources that I mentioned in the episode, including the Dirty Dozen list, the Clean 15 list, and the checklist that I created with you in mind that you can use to make sure that your kitchen is set up for success and also bring the checklist with you to the supermarket. I promise you're probably going to be surprised by the things that are there. It's all about having convenience, anti-inflammatory foods in your kitchen at all times so that you can always find success with anti-inflammatory eating. Until next time, my friends, same time, same place.